Welcome to the Plants Grow Us podcast. I'm your host and gardener, Sherry Arlene. This is where I share my gardening experiences to educate, empower, and inspire beginner gardeners to plant, nurture, and harvest in kitchen gardens, those beautiful spaces created outside front and center of our yards where we grow fruits, vegetables, herbs, and flowers to share the joy with family, friends, and community. Along our journey, we discover and celebrate the ways gardening gracefully sows and grows tiny gems in those spaces inside our heart, mind, body, and soul. I invite you to unearth and nurture the places in your life that can only be fulfilled by gardening. If you're ready for a beautiful harvest, come grow with us. In episode nine of Plants Grow Us, I shared a few of my favorite ways to self-care in the garden. As you garden, you will find a few of your favorite things there also. In this episode, I discuss how I grow my favorite fruit, the tomato from seed. Before we get started with the actual planting, let's talk about the difference between determinate tomatoes and indeterminate tomatoes. Determinate tomatoes grow to a predetermined size and look similar to a a bush. They produce their flowers, they fruit, and they mature all during the same time frame, and then they stop producing. In my experience, that time frame is anywhere between, I'd say, three and four weeks. The advantage of growing determinate tomatoes is that they produce a large harvest all at once. So if you're interested in preserving and canning, you'll get a large harvest for that. Remember, they're also good for eating fresh. So if you want to have a harvest in different time frames, just stagger your planting and that way you'll have them when you want them. Indeterminate tomatoes um, grow throughout the season into the fall, but generally they don't produce a large harvest all at once. So you'll go out one morning and you'll see, for example, cherry tomatoes, nice red, ready to harvest, but they won't be enough per se for you to freeze and can. However, you can just grow more or grow a mixture of determinate and indeterminate tomatoes. Indeterminate tomatoes also, they grow really large and pretty tall. Last year, mine grew probably over nine or 10 feet tall. So you have to be prepared to prune them and as well provide adequate support for them so that they don't fall over and lay on the ground. Regardless of whether you plant and grow determinate or indeterminate tomatoes, you want to be sure that you prune the bottom stems and leaves so that nothing touches the ground. Any leaves that touch the ground are susceptible to uh, rotting and disease. Now let's talk about how to start your seeds. You will need a plastic plant nursery pot. I usually use a four inch. 
you'll need seed starter mix, a heat mat, and grow lights or carpenter's lights, the big uh, silver light that's maybe about eight inches across as you screw the bulb in. So what I do is I mix my seed starter soil in a plastic container with water to get it nice and moist because when you plant the seed, you want the seed to have moisture. Tomatoes love moisture, but they don't like for their soil to be soggy or wet. One way to know that your soil is not soggy or wet is to use a spray bottle to actually dampen the soil every day. That way the seed is getting just enough moisture to um, make it viable, but not too much to be soggy. Once you've planted your seed in the moist soil, you want to place the container on a heat mat. You're gonna leave it on the heat mat and under the grow lights until you see just a little bit of green sticking out of the soil. Once you see that green, you want to take your container off of the heat mat, but continue with the lights. You wanna have the lights just about two inches, no more than two inches from the top of the seedling. You don't want it any further up because it will cause the, the seedling to reach or stretch towards the light and the stem will grow really tall and skinny. It won't be strong and the roots won't be strong either. The seedling will likely eventually tip over and lay into the soil. So what you wanna do is to continue to move the light up just two inches above the top of the seedling as the seedling grows. I'd like to mention here that if you use the carpenter's light where you uh, use a light bulb, in order for the lighting to be effective, the light has to be at least 1500 lumens. So when you purchase your light bulb, make sure that it says 1500 lumens. However, sometimes the light bulb will tend to dry out the soil more quickly. So you want to at least check tw your plants twice a day. If the soil is dry, you wanna make sure to spray it, give it more moisture. So you may end up moistening your seed at least twice a day. That's what I do. One time in the morning, I give it about four sprays and then in the evening, another four sprays. Then in the evening, I turn off my lights. So once the seed has germinated, you see the little green out of the soil, you want to keep those under grow lights for about nine to 12 hours. But during the night, when the sun goes down, you want to make sure you turn off the light so that the seedling can get some rest also. It's so exciting to see our little seedlings growing in the pots. And now it's time to think about or to transplant our seedlings outside into their permanent home. So how do we know that it's time to transplant our seedlings outside? Number one, we're going to be patient and make sure that the soil temperature 
has been consistently between 55 and 65 degrees Fahrenheit. You want to make sure that the seedling has at least two to three, preferably three sets of true leaves. So what do I mean by true leaves? When your seedling emerges from the soil, you're going to see one set of leaves, a leaf on each side. That's called the cotyledon. The cotyledon is just the encasement for the seed. It's not a true leaf. So you want to make sure you have two to three sets. You want to be sure that you have fertilized your seedling at least once in the pot after it has those three sets of true leaves. And finally, you will have hardened off your seedlings. Hardening off is a process where we take our seedlings outside during the day so that they can experience direct sunlight, heat, wind, and possibly rain. So we're actually acclimating them to being outside. And we go through this process for at least seven to 10 days to be sure that our seedlings are prepared, strong enough, and hardy enough to actually survive and thrive outside. And please don't skip the hardening off process. It's absolutely necessary. Now we're ready to transplant our seedlings outside. We want to make sure that we prepared a location that has a lot of sun during the day. Again, 9 to 12 hours of direct sun because tomato plants love sun. You want to take the plant with the soil out of the plastic pot. And sometimes you may just want to cut the, the pot from around the soil. Inside of the hole that you've dug, which should be double the size of the pot that you had your plant in, I prefer to sprinkle a little bit of calcium inside the hole before I plant. I use Tums. I just dissolve about five or six Tums into a glass of water and pour it into the hole. The reason for this is that tomatoes sometimes have what we call root rot. Now, root rot is believed to be from a lack of calcium, but actually it's from a lack of consistent watering, which allows calcium to absorb through the stem and into the plant. So we're just gonna be uh, proactive, put a little calcium in there, and ensure that we water consistently. So if you have tomatoes on the vine and you start to see dark patches, round dark patches on the tomato fruit itself, that's most likely root rot. You can't fix that after it's happened, but you do want to make sure that you're watering consistently. Watering consistently means this. Do not allow your soil to dry out completely where your plant is becoming dehydrated. So what I do is I generally water 
every other day. If it rains really, really hard, then I omit one watering. But I use soaker hoses, so that's pretty easy. Just water every other day for the same amount of time. I usually keep the water on for about two hours and I've never had root rot. Now, once you've filled in the hole and your seedling looks nice and sturdy right where it is, I suggest that you find a small stick and you want to place that stick in the soil right up along the stem. So vertically up along the stem and use a small piece of Velcro to fasten it onto the stem. Now this is to protect your tomato from cutworm. Cutworm will attack small tender stems and cut your, your plant off right at the base. So this is to give the cutworm the impression that the stem is too tough for it to actually chew through and it will likely move on. I've mentioned protection several times and I'm gonna mention this now. The seedlings are inside the soil. We're hoping that they do well. And so we wanna make sure that we protect, protect, protect. At this point, you want to cover your seedlings with a mesh netting. I use Tool, T-U-L-L-E. You can get it from any fabric store. You can order it on Amazon and you cover the plants and you just use landscaping staples to hold it in place. This protects your seedlings from the white moth which turns into the dreaded hornworm. It also protects somewhat from rabbits and other insects that you really don't want on your seedlings. This does not prevent pollination as we're going to talk about in a moment. It also, the mesh netting allows sun and rain and air to get to the seedling to get everything that it needs. Your beautiful seedlings will take off. They will grow, become strong, tall, and viable. Tomatoes are self-pollinated, which means that it will develop yellow, pretty yellow flowers with a male and female stamen inside. So covering it with the mesh will not prevent pollination. If you uncover the tool at some point, Butterflies and bees will pollinate your tomato plants also. If you happen to see a hornworm, you want to remove it and remove it out of the space immediately because they can destroy your plants in one night. I use neem oil to spray my plants on a consistent basis. So do not spray when the sun is directly uh, on your plant, you want to wait until the sun goes down and it's a little cooler to, to spray the neem oil. Make sure you get under the leaves also. This helps to prevent um, many, many pests. At the beginning of this episode, I made a distinction between determinate 
and indeterminate tomatoes. Now, I also mentioned that indeterminate tomatoes require pruning. That's when you clip off the shoot that is actually taking up energy from the plants. But whenever you prune, I'll do another episode on pruning, but when you prune, you want to make sure that your tool or your pruner is clean and that it is sharp. I clean my tools with alcohol and I use a sharpener. You want to make sure with all of your tomatoes and all of your plants in your garden that there are no leaves, stems, or fruits on the ground. This will cause diseases and rot. With the indeterminate tomatoes, you want to be sure that you're able to stake them with either wood stakes, which I use and I love them. It allows me more flexibility as to what direction I would like my indeterminate tomato uh, to grow as it gets taller and taller. I mean, I like beautiful gardens, so I like the flexibility of uh, determining where my, my branches will go. With all tomatoes, you want to make sure that you fertilize consistently. For me, consistent fertilization means once a week. I encourage you to be consistent in your growing and enjoy your time in the garden. I look forward to spending my time with my precious, precious grandson, Hunter. If you're ready for a beautiful harvest, come grow with me. Thank you for joining me. Please go ahead and follow or subscribe so that you're here for the next episode of Plants Grow Us.